Blog Talk Radio. time today, didn't I? I almost did my normal, not turn my mic on, to start doing it, but hey, caught myself right at the last minute. Welcome, my minions. My name is Tom Marquisel, Presidente. I'm your leader. I'm your host. I am on loan from God with the most intelligent look at things to go to break down for you. You will pay homage to my knowledge for the next an, oh, hour to 90 minutes or so. It is qualification weekend here in Indianapolis. I love it when we're located at high atop the Balance Studios in the west suburbs of Indianapolis. I was out there uh, yesterday for Fast Friday, work fun- and combined uh, being out there at the track, which I love doing in a, in a work function in my real world. I really enjoyed that and had a great company event out there. So really enjoyed being out there on Fast Friday. We're going to get into some conversations about Fast Friday, and let me tell you what, it was fast. So uh, stick around for that because we've got a lot of conversations about that uh, today. And like I said, this weekend is the qualifications here in Indianapolis. Uh, a lot to talk about, a lot to break down. Tony Donahue of the Tony D Podcast on BurnoutSports.com uh, will be joining us to give us a, a complete breakdown of uh, the uh, qualifications. And obviously, we're, we're going to get our predictions of who's going to be on the poll. Will it be Scott Dixon again? Uh, man, who knows? Uh, will it will it be uh, will it be uh, the, someone from uh, Chip Canassi? Like Sato, we'll talk about what he did yesterday. So a lot of indications, a lot of things to look at to who's going to be on the poll. Next week will be the uh, field of 33. So uh, 917-889-8516 are digits. Also check us out online at thebalanceforcecast.com. My name is Tom Marquis L. Presidente. You know what? Just stick around because it's about to get good and fast. <laughs> National Guard is a reserve component of the United States Air Force and serves alongside active duty Air Force members in times of a national crisis. In addition, the Air Guard serves the state and local community in a wide range of capacities. The reason people join the Air Guard is as diverse as our members and includes such reasons as a deep desire to serve their country, money for college, travel, new job skills, and the pride that goes along with belonging to the greatest military organization in the world. I joined because I felt a calling to serve my country, but I didn't want to be far away from my family, so the Indiana Air National Guard was a perfect fit for me. With over 95 different career opportunities to choose from and 100% paid college tuition to any state-funded college, why not give us a call? Call 1-800-841-3103 or visit online at goang.com to find out more. 
Again, that's 1-800-841-3103. The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be confusing. Like Swedish techno confusing. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Dance with me, purple cow. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Ooh, you lovely cow. Geico makes it easy. With 24-7 access, all you have to do is go to Geico.com and you can save money on car insurance. It just makes sense. Unlike, you know. Dance with me, purple cow. I like your mood. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be hard. Like, early 90s heavy metal hard. I'm yelling and screaming and I'm loud. Geico makes it easy. You can review and update your policy or report a claim on Geico.com or the Geico mobile app. Because shouldn't we all have a little less stress in our lives? I'm not even upset about anything. Morning face. You get it when you don't sleep well. This is what happened to Linda. Morning, guys. Good morning. Ah, what is that thing? It's me, Linda. Oh, my God, it talks. Run! No, it's me, Linda, from HR. It looks hungry. Save the children. Save them. Stay back. I've got mates. Ow, they're my eyes. Quit moving. It's called beauty sleep for a reason. And there's never been a better time to get some. Get 20% off IKEA salt and mattresses. IKEA. Love your home. Oh, hi. Uh, hey. Seen on the board, do you guys have Black Rifle coffee here? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. We only carry good small batch coffee here. No. Well, it is great small batch coffee. Well, that really can't be unless it's fresh roasted, so I don't, you know. Well, it is fresh roasted. I don't, I don't think you know what that means. You know what this is? This is Masa Le Piquet, which, of course, in the Indonesian language... Oh, let me finish. In the Indonesian language, it's weasel coffee. You just made that up. No, it's been passed through their digestive tract. That's disgusting. And then it's nature's wet processing. Yeah, but is it good? I mean, it's all right. Are they investor philanthropists? Do they support good causes? Yeah, tons of causes. Veterans causes and first responder causes. But it doesn't matter because they make good coffee. So that's what I'm wanting. Do you have any? You know what? Actually, I'm, I'm just going to order it. Let me get fresh and roasted. Okay. Right. Black Rifle Coffee. It's good. Right now, I just need you to get real loose. Get comfortable. Grab your loved ones. Or grab your love partner. And if you're by yourself, no worries. Just follow after me. Yeah. I want to do the two-step. All right, welcome back to The Balance. My name's Saul Marquez, El Presidente. That's right, Black Rifle Coffee. Got it right here in the studio, The Balance Studios. Always got to go through the show with my Black Rifle Coffee. You've probably heard me uh, tell you this story before, but I've got a friend uh, whose son is in the Navy, and that's all they serve on the on the, uh, uh, um, the destroyer that he's on is all Black Rifle Coffee. The great thing about Black Rifle Coffee is when you buy a bag of coffee – 
you donate it back to. And you get to choose. You know, I, I, I personally do mine toward the military and toward the Army, uh, but certainly you can do first responders. You can do uh, medical staff, what have you. And they they uh, give a bag every time you buy a bag. BlackRifleCoffee.com, and plus they got a really cool gift shop, coffee mugs and T-shirts. And, you know, I just got my uh, Spy Pigeon T-shirt not too long ago. Uh, really, and, and you know, I, I get coffee for my mom and my sons and my daughter, so I, I got them all enrolled in the club. Check it out, BlackRifleCoffee.com. Well, hey, here we go, guys. Go big or go home. Today is May the 20th here in Indianapolis, and we're in for store for a great week. We we never like to use that uh, word, the R word, when it gets around this time of the month. We're all superstitious, so I'm not even going to use the R word. But there is no R in the area this this week, and it, rolling into next week, it looks like we're going to have a great weather for the for the race. It's 58 degrees. Good thing about when you got cooler temperatures. Uh, now the, the track temp will probably get up to probably 100 or so today, uh, depending on where the, the temperature lies at. It, it got I think it got up to 110 track temperature yesterday. Uh, but whenever you have uh, cooler weather, cooler track temps, you're going to have faster temps. Uh, faster cars. And we're going to be talking a lot about the qualifications this week uh, here in just a, a few moments, uh, but uh, we'll, we'll get into that because it is qualification week here in Indianapolis where we're located just about 10 minutes away from the Indianapolis Motor Speedway down there at 16th and Georgetown. 34 drivers got to go big. One will go home because we can only have 33. Now, that doesn't mean that wasn't true about that. We've had it over in the last couple of years. We've had a true bump day and uh, fun to see. But, oh, so disappointing because, you know, we, we've seen it, – it, it claims no lovers, if you will. The only, the only thing that guarantees you a starting spot in the field of 33 is if you're a legacy winner. If you're not a winner, well, you're out there qualifying. And we saw a few years ago James Hinchcliffe. Obviously, he's now retired and moved into to the uh, uh, sportscast booth, got bumped. Um, but, you know, the thing is it's not the driver. It's the car. So – there's always the opportunity for that driver to go. But, but, but Bump Down is a very, very exciting day. That'll happen tomorrow. Day qualifications happen. And we've also got All-Stars and NASCAR heading back to North Wilkesboro Speedway in North Wilkesboro, North Carolina. How exciting is that? I tell you what, if you're a track freak like me, uh, you just like the history and the nostalgic of a track, that's uh, – that's the track to be at. And Tony Donahue of the Tony D Podcast and BurnoutSports.com will be joining us to talk some Indy 500 and give us the head up of what we might see the Art of Bricks down there at 16th in Georgetown in Indianapolis this weekend. And then we uh, start qualifying this weekend. We're going to go through the qualifying order here in just a moment. 917-889-8516 is our digits. We get very fast here, and, we're, you know, we're good. You know, here, here's the thing. If you're listening to us on the podcast right now, which a lot of you are, um, of course, a lot of you are listening live. But the good thing is, if you're listening to live on the podcast, it's the same show. We don't do what we don't do what a lot of shows do, and we do editing, and we just gonna you know do the best of or whatever. We're gonna do this interview, or we're gonna do that interview. Our our show, our podcast, as you're listening to it, is exactly how it went live we we finished the show then we dropped the, the podcast and so you can find it in any place that you get your podcast but wherever you're at listening to podcasts right now hit subscribe so we know how awesome you are heck we already know how awesome we are right we've been doing this for so long right we're the coolest we're the coolest out there 
Unless you have me, El Presidente, to, uh, to guide you through. And make sure you're following us on the Twitter world at T-Balance. And over there on the Book of Faces, just search the balance And uh, you'll be able to run right into us. And uh, uh, like us there and follow us there as well. Well, some sad news to report out of the NFL yesterday. Jim Brown, one of the football's greatest ever. And when I say legend... He, by definition, is legend. He dies at 87 years old. Jim Brown was one of the greatest professional football and college players of all time. He, he, he died. He was 87 years old. Uh, his, wife, his wife, Monique, announced uh, Brown's death in an Instagram post on Friday. She said Brown passed peacefully Thursday night in their home in Los Angeles. Uh, and, and, you know, to the world, maybe you, you don't know him as the great – uh, running back or the legend or the goat. He's an original goat, if you will. Uh, but uh, to the world, I mean, he, he was really an, an activist. He was an actor. Uh, he played in a lot of stuff. I don't have time to go through everything that he played in. Um, but but most importantly, he was a, a football star. And, and his wife went on to say that uh, to, our, to our family, he was a loving, wonderful husband, father, and grandfather. Our hearts are broken. In 2020, uh, Brown was selected to the NFL 100 all-time 10 Team and was ranked the number one all-time player in college football. 150, 150 lists to celebrate those sports anniversaries. His he was named the greatest football player ever in the Sporting News of 2002. Brown uh, was selected to his first round in 1957 and played for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, and actually, our friend Adam Chevadim, super Brown fan, he's the one. I was out at the track yesterday. Let me know about this sad loss. Uh, for the uh, NFL community, uh, for uh, really every everybody, if you will. Uh, and also in a statement, NFL Commissioner Roger Cadell called Brown a gifted athlete who became a forerunner and role model for athletes being involved in social initiatives outside of their sports. Jim Brown, one of the greatest of all time, dead at 87. He'll be greatly missed. And uh, we'll make sure that we get a, a special tribute up to Jim Brown uh, on, on our social media, on our social media, T-Balance, uh, Melissa, our uh, social media director, will make sure that gets up there. Well, let's uh, go on over and look at what's going on in the NBA playoffs. Yes, it is the NBA playoffs, and uh, the Boston Celtics are still alive. And, you know, we were talking about maybe the Sixers having a good opportunity to do this, but uh, they weren't able to get – they weren't uh, able to get out uh, – um, the, the 76ers weren't able to get out of the the first round. Um, so we'll see what happens with the Boston Celtics. I mean, uh, the, the Celtics clutch offense was was an, a, a disaster here recently. I mean, we've only got one game down. Miami Heat obviously took that game, and, and they're up 0-1. But it's the Boston Celtics, and they're going to go seven games. I'm going to tell you right now, uh, they're going to go seven games. Why? Because of – don't get me started on my tinfoil hat conspiracy theory, uh, my seven-game theory. <laughs> we'll see what happens. What's going to happen with the Nuggets and the Lakers? I am really rooting for the Nuggets. I got a LeBron thing. I don't have time to get into it today. I'm going to talk about race cars, not about LeBron. And it's really not about LeBron being one of the greatest basketball players of all time. Is he better than Michael Jordan? We've had that conversation to death. We beat that horse to death. You know, depending on how old you are, it depends on your side of the fence on whether or not LeBron James is better than Michael Jordan. It doesn't matter. Yes, he is. Certainly, nobody's trying to take away his acclimates 
of being one of the greatest basketball players of all time. Uh, I said I wouldn't get all of my soapbox, but that's about as far as I'm going. But I also like the Nuggets. I mean, I mean Jamal Murray comes alive. Nuggets take 2-0 lead over the Lakers. I really do truly like the Nuggets. The, the, the Nuggets could be playing anybody at this point. Insert name here. Could have very well been the uh, uh, Sacramento. It could have very well been, you know, any team out of the West. And I would still like the Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets have just been pretty dominant and pretty consistent throughout the entire year. Um, so the Nuggets will head to Los Angeles with a 2-0 lead. And all it took was an appearance by, uh, by Jamal Murray. Plus the usual cola. <laughs> the Nuggets uh, guard, you know, looks really good. We're, we'll see what happens. I, 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 we're still a little early to, to call a championship, but I tell you what, I'd like to see the Nuggets and the Celtics in it. I think that would be just great basketball. I think it'll get great ratings. Will it get as great of ratings as as the Lakers? And, and you know what? You can't rule out the Lakers. Let's just let's just start there. This is also going to seven games. This is also going to seven games. <laughs> but nine one seven eighty nine eight five one six my digits. If you wanna if you wanna jump in and chime in with an intelligent conversation, you know who you are. You know who you are. I, I won't call you out today. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the MLB, and then we're going to uh, talk a little bit about uh, some racing. Start with the Preakness, um, second stop in the uh, uh, Triple Crown. Mage is running, so we'll talk about that a little bit on the Preakness. We're going to put a little money on the balance of that today. Uh, but to, importantly, today's show is basically going to be around IndyCar. Fast cars. Let's talk about the MLB. Of course, over in the American League East, uh, the Rays are leading the charge uh, with 33 and 13. They are a team to contend with. Baltimore Orioles are right there. Yankees, what is going on with the Yankees? I love it. I, I, you know, I, there again, I, I have no particular reason to hate the Yankees. I'm, I, I'm a National League guy. I'm a Cardinals guy. I have no reason to hate the Yankees. But there's just something ingrained in me that says, oh, they buy their payroll. They're not doing that anymore. So do I have a reason to hate the Yankees? Not really. Not really. I like the Blue Jays, but they need to get their act together. The Twins doing a great job over there in the Central, the Tigers. And the Guardians, still got to wrap my hand around the Guardians. Uh, but uh, they're going to be right there in the mix as well. And I think this is one of the toughest divisions in the uh, American League is lays right here. But then the West. It's always the dominant in the West. The Rangers, the Astros. You know, I'm a Rangers fan too. Uh, you know, when you're a kid and you and you play uh, little league uh, and you get a professional uh, uniform and hat. Mine was the Rangers. I played for the Rangers in little league and we won. And I also one year played for the A's. So take that for what it's worth. I headed over to Vegas. <laughs> Every team in Oakland is now in Vegas. The Raiders went over to Vegas. Now the Athletics are going to Vegas, and they're going to brand new, brand new stadium. It's supposed to be right there on the strip. There, excuse me, I had to take a drink of my Black Rifle coffee. That's what gets me through the show. Let's move over to the National League. Obviously, the Braves always a team to contend with until until 
They're not, and they don't get to the World Series. Our friend from the show, Rick Riggin, big Brave fan, my nephew, big Brave fan. I hear from him every year. This is the year they're going to get there. They were almost there last year. They didn't have, of course, the Marlins. Really like watching the Marlins. What's going on with the Mets? Again, you're in New York City. But do you like the Phillies, Nationals? Now, where I live and breathe in baseball season is the National League Central. And am I going to sit here and blow you a lot of smoke about my St. Louis Cardinals? No. But they are starting to turn things around. Our, our friend also, uh, John, uh, we're at 1070, the fan here in Indianapolis, big Reds fan, talking a lot of smack about the Cardinals. Reds are 19 and 25. They're just, they're just uh, five games back from uh, the lead. And the Cardinals are six games back at 19 and 27. So the Cardinals are starting to turn around. We are in a slump. I know that. But we have, we are, we have at least pulled ourselves out of what we call a losing streak. The Brewers right up there at the top. Funny, though, uh, that big game that we had this past week, we got an 18-run win over the Brewers. So anything can happen. The Pirates, they're kind of – they're just right there, 24-20. But they're, they're pretty much tied with the Brewers, for that matter. The Cubs, well, nobody likes the Cubs, right? Unless you're those annoying Cub fans that I live around and work around. <laughs> I'm kidding. I always like to give, because, you know, we have that, that big rivalry between the Cubs and the Cardinals. Uh, so, you know, we had a losing streak, the Cardinals. We had a losing streak of 7-3. We're out of it now. We're 10 and 12 away. So let's see what happens. Let's go. Let's go, Cardinals. Dodgers out in the West. We love to talk about the Dodgers. Uh, they, they, again, have a... a demanding uh, presence in the West, the, the Diamondbacks, the Giants, the Padres. I'm really kind of shocked when I look at the Rockies and how far back that, that, they've, uh, that they've fallen. So, you know, it's a long season with um, – it's a long season with uh, uh, MLB. So we got plenty of time to jump on the MLB train, if you will. So, hey, guess what yesterday was? It was Fast Friday out at the Indianapolis – Motor Speedway, and we did see some fast speeds. Now, let me tell you a little bit about how this works. It's a four-lap average. They go out there and they run uh, four laps, and the average speed, that, that's how they get their qualifying speed. So, but, you, yes, sir, you're not going to see that today. You're not going to see it tomorrow. You may early in practice today, but highly unlikely. Fast, they call Fast Friday Fast Friday for a reason, because what they want to do is just to see how fast, how much can we put on this car uh, and get around the track? You know, and I know I'm an old man showing my age here, but I used to remember uh, saying, oh, are we going to get 230? Is this the year we're going to get 225? Is this the year we're going to get 235? And, uh, of course, that's just the norm now. You you almost have to hit 230 to qualify uh, for the Indianapolis uh, 500, almost. But uh, I tell you what, I saw some fast single laps yesterday. Scott McLaughlin hit 242 miles an hour, and I looked up there at the board, and I'm like, am I seeing this right? And then later on in the day, actually right before I left, Connor Daly took uh, one lap at 241 miles, and on his team radio, they were like, going way too fast there. Slow it down there. Slow it down. So obviously that's what they want to do. But, you know, let's hats off to uh, Soto. Yesterday, new track record. 
234 miles, 0.753 miles, uh, and then he kind of brushed the wall there. And uh, so that kind of hurt his four-lap qualifying uh, simulation. Uh, but he was fast. He was the fastest of the day and set a new track record. He admitted that his car has been trimmed out to complete the full qualifying run, but believes that uh, it was necessary learning experience for him to uh, return later. So we'll see. Very, very big uh, contender for the pole. Uh, and, you know, certainly Scott Dixon and so forth. we got the qualifying order. Uh, so we will we'll, we'll take a quick look at that. So, so as I as I mentioned, you know this is the Indianapolis 500, and it doesn't get any more sacred than this. I don't care what you have to say. This when it comes to IndyCar, in their sport, this is their Super Bowl. This is it, and we're fortunate enough to be right here in their backyard. And so we got positions 10 through 30 uh, for the for the race will be determined today. Uh, why the top 12 spots, uh, 31, 33, will be determined on Sunday. And one of those 34 entries will fail to make the race, and that's why we call it a bump day. Of course, Indianapolis Motor Speedway is two-and-a-half-mile oval, and it was Fast Friday yesterday. And let me tell you this, and we're going to get deeper into this discussion here in just a few minutes with Tony Donahue. Uh, the Tony D uh, podcast and Burnout Sports joins us to, to break this down in more detail. If Fast Friday yesterday was any indication of what, we'll, of what to see, well, watch out for Chip Ganassi Racing. Team Penske drivers uh, will also challenge the top driver spots, but man, that's some coffee. <laughs> BlackRifleCoffee.com. All right, they've got all their free the free advertising for today. But really, here's what happens: every driver is guaranteed one qualifying attempt on Saturday, and then the strategy kind of really uh, begins. And so we'll we'll see how they do that. Uh, the schedule today, uh, 8.30 opened up, the gates opened up, and practice started. Um, just five of the 17 eligible cars have, have taken hot laps uh, so far this morning. Of course, we we started our show at 9.30. Scott Dixon's saying that he's already seen some engine issues uh, and, and certainly looking for his third consecutive pole position in Chip Ganassi racing teammate Alex Below. Um, swapped engines overnight. Kind of interesting how – those guys have kind of had a little bit of a rift between each other. Uh, very, very interesting, especially being teammates. And I highly encourage you guys to go watch the 100 Days to May. It's on now. We're four episodes in, but you should certainly start it. So, and, and we'll see. We'll see what it's like, you know, with, uh, how the speeds turn out later in today. Obviously, in practice, um, you know, we saw yesterday, we saw uh, Soto, 233.413, Marcus Erickson, 233.113, Justin Newgarden, 233.086, Will Power, 233.070, and Rio CK, 232.98. Uh, with these cool temperatures, you're going to uh, see some faster faster uh, uh, temps. So here's the qualifying order. We're going to go through this tomorrow uh, here in a little bit. So uh, basically... Uh, the, the first to go out there will be Ryan Hunter Ray, then Colton Herder, Will Power, Elio Castanevis, Marco Andretti, Marcus Erickson, Christian Lungard, Alexander Rossi, Scott Dixon, Simon Potajan, uh, Benjamin Peterson, Stingray Rob, uh, Felix Rogenfest, and Steph 
man, here's here's two guys here that you guys are going to have to keep an eye on because they could very well take the poll. And I tell you what, it's it's due for Ed Carpenter. It's due for Ed Carpenter. Of course, he's got Connor Daly racing as well. So as I mentioned earlier, he got up to 241 miles uh, per hour. Uh, so, uh, you know, Ed Carpenter is, is due. But Tony Kanaan, I look for him to be up front. I really do. Uh, now, will he win another Indianapolis 500? How awesome would that be for Tony Kanaan to win the Indianapolis 500 again? And then you've got uh, Arison and then Jack Harvey, Connor Daly, uh, D. Francisco, Graham Rahal. Like Graham Rahal, I've liked him for a long time. He's just kind of like in a – he hasn't won in a long time, but I like him. He's great. He's great for the veterans, and he's, he's a he's a good legacy driver, a, a good uh, pedigree. Of course, his dad is Bobby Rahal Hall. And, you know, part of the David Letterman Ray Hall uh, uh, Legerman uh, Racing. Rudy McKay, Pato Award. A lot. Stefan Wilson had a chance to talk with him yesterday out at the track. As you might remember, he said Justin Wilson's brother. Of course, Justin Wilson passed, uh, you know, a few years ago and uh, with debris hitting his head. And that created the halo that we have that we now know. Of course, Sato, we just talked about. He'll, he'll be coming out on 25th. David Malukas, Franchitti, Alex Below, Romain Gonjon, and Catherine Leggy. Good to see her back at the track. Uh, Scott McLaughlin and Canapino and Joseph Newgarden. Got one rookie in the field. Uh, so we'll see how all of that plays out. My name is Sal Marquis, El Presidente. And uh, 917-889-8516 is our digits. Stick around. It's about to get more good. Can I use that word? More good? Right here on the Balance Radio Network. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Rihanna. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Good girl going bad. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Take three. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Action. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh. No clouds in my stones. Let it rain. I hide your plane in the bank. Coming down like a Dow Jones. When the clouds come, we go. We Rockefellers, we fly higher than weather, and she flies are better. You know me, in anticipation for precipitation, stack tips with a rainy day. Jay, rain man is back, with little Miss Sunshine, Rihanna. The Air National Guard is a reserve component of the United States Air Force and serves alongside active duty Air Force members in times of a national crisis. In addition, the Air Guard serves the state and local community in a wide range of capacities. The reason people join the Air Guard is as diverse as our members and includes such reasons as a deep desire to serve their country, money for college, travel, new job skills, and the pride that goes along with belonging to the greatest military organization in the world. I joined because I felt a calling to serve my country, but I didn't want to be far away from my family, so the Indiana Air National Guard was a perfect fit for me. With over 95 different career opportunities to choose from and 100% paid college tuition to any state-funded college, why not give us a call? Call 1-800-841-3103 or visit online at goang.com to find out more. Again, that's 1-800-841-3103. The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom. Morning face. You get it when you don't sleep well. This is what happened to Linda. Morning, guys. Good morning. Ah, what is that thing? It's me, Linda. Oh, my God, it talks. Run! No, it's me, Linda, from HR. It looks hungry. Save the children. Save them. Stay back. I've got mates. Ow, they're one of my eyes. Quit moving. It's called beauty sleep for a reason. 
And there's never been a better time to get some. Get 20% off IKEA Sultan mattresses. IKEA, love your home. Oh, hi. Uh, hey. I've seen on the board, do you guys have Black Rifle coffee here? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. We only carry good small batch coffee here. Well, it is great small batch coffee. Well, that really can't be unless it's fresh roasted, so I don't, you know. Well, it is fresh roasted. I don't, I don't think you know what that means. You know what this is? This is Masa Le Piquet, which of course in the Indonesian language, oh, let me finish. In the Indonesian language, it's weasel coffee. You just made that up. No, it's been passed through their digestive tract. That's disgusting. And then it's nature's wet processing. Yeah, but is it good? I mean, it's all right. Are they investor philanthropists? Do they support good causes? Yeah, tons of causes. Veterans causes and first responder causes, but it doesn't matter because they make good coffee. So that's what I'm wanting. Do you have any? You know what, actually, I'm, I'm just gonna order it. They make it fresh and roasted. Okay. Right. Black Rifle Coffee. It's good. To the balance, my name is Tom Mark Marcel Presidente. It is the one of the most important weekends in May, next to the race weekend, and it's qualifying weekend. I was out there yesterday for Fast Friday, and we're going to break down uh, the qualifying order here in just a moment with uh, Tony Donahue at the Tony D Podcast and BurnoutSports.com. For just a quick reminder, next week is going to be our annual special field of 33. We're going to break down all 33 cars, where they qualified at, and, and what's what's going to happen on the race. Joining us now, Tony Donahue of the Tony D Podcast at BurnoutSports.com. Tony, have you made it out to the track yet? I am in the little media center room where you've got a little studio that is padded so nobody can hear me. Love it. Love it. And I love when they added those. I remember when they didn't have those. So it's really cool that, that those are that those are out there. So let's talk a little bit about, obviously, Fast Friday uh, was a, it, it certainly been the indication Chip Canassi is going to be a contender there. Uh, also, you know, Scott Dixon looking for his third pole, Ed Carpenter. Uh, what did, what was your takeaway? Sato. Let's talk about Sato being the fastest. And you know, this is where you wish you had Tom Carnegie back, a new track record. Uh, but, uh, you know, I saw Scott McLaughlin, I believe it was earlier on the day, hit a one lap of that at 242. Yesterday afternoon, late in the afternoon, I saw Connor Daly do 241. Obviously, that's not going to be the race speeds, but it is cool to see that we got there. I remember, I'm so old, I remember when we say, oh, we're going to get to 230 this year. So what what are your takeaways from Fast Friday yesterday? Yeah, I mean, I think first and foremost, you, you get the second fastest practice speed that we've ever seen with Takuma Sato, as you mentioned, going back to 1996. And, um, you know, I, I think that the question that has came up so often for the last couple of years is when are, when are we going to get back out here to break some qualifying records and break those speed records? I mean, some of the things that I already did back in 96 was absolutely incredible. Um, you know, but I mean, I'm comfortable for the speed is 225, 230, 235, 240, sometimes on the backstretch. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think you got to start with, is anybody going to be, anybody going to be able to knock off what Chip Ganassi racing has done? Takuma Sato has been fast. Marcus Erickson, your defending champion. Alex Palou has been super fast. He's coming off the Grand Prix win last Saturday. 
And then you've got unreliable Scott Dixon going for his third straight Indianapolis 500 poll. That would be a record for most consecutive polls. And it would be his sixth Indianapolis 500 poll, which, again, um, would be absolutely wild. So uh, we're going to see. We are going to see. I think it's going to be exciting. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, The the, the conditions are, are certainly ideal for the most part. Um, you know, early 70s, sunny all day. You got some wind. I'm looking at some flags right now down the back stretch there that are blowing. But uh, it, it should be really good. And then, and then, oh hey, by the way, you, you put the cars to rest tonight overnight, and you got to come back and do it again tomorrow. Is do, you know, I, I know you've probably been watching the 100 Days to May, but you wonder is this feud between Alex Pillow and Scott Dixon something to to look at? Is is that even going to be a distraction? It seems like uh, Alex Pillow is trying to make his name. I, I certainly don't blame him. I mean, it certainly goes back to the uh, race in uh, Barber, I think, is where he uh, ran uh, Dixon off into the tires there, and Dixon didn't appreciate that too much. It looks like there's kind of a feud uh, brewing between them two, and I don't know how healthy that is. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think you think about, um, you know, just – I think that CW show is kind of trying to stir up some drama, is trying to uh, get some people <laughs> to think <laughs> – and manufacture some drama, but no, I mean, you hit the reset button, you get to Indy, things are different, you gain some momentum in the Grand Prix, but even from last week to this week, you're not really thinking too much about it, you're not really thinking about uh, what happened last week, you're focused forward today on your car uh, and your time, uh, you know, if you think you're fast enough to be in that top 12, you're going to go for it, um, you want to, if not, then you're locked in 13 through 30, so you just want to make sure that you don't, you don't fall off, I mean, you know, there, there's really not going to be too much rivalry going down, and in Indy, it seems like you know, usually everybody plays clean. Uh, I know it gets a little crazy in those last 10 to 15 laps, but uh, everybody plays clean, and uh, I think we're going to see some, some awesome competition here over the next uh, eight days. Well, let's look at today as we go into qualifying order, and, and we got the qualifying order that that has came out. Joseph Newgarden qualifies last. Uh, not that that really matters because they're going to be out there running the track. Do you think it's easier for those that get the first pick to uh, make the track tips will be a little bit cooler than what it would be when it gets later on in the day when uh, uh, Joseph Newgarden has an opportunity to qualify? You know, Ryan Hunter, Ray, Colton Herta, Will Power, Elio Casanevas, and Marco Andretti. Here we go with Marco Andretti. I, every year, the only time we ever talk about Marco Andretti is at the Indianapolis 500. But that's neither here nor there. He's certainly a pedigree and deserves to be in the race. When you look at the top five rolling out for qualifying uh, today, uh, what, are you, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of teams that are, are, are a bit slow right now. There are teams that are fighting just to be, you know, inside of that top 30. You know, there's going to be a bump. There's going to be a car that gets booted. So, um, you know, it, it, it's a lot of intensity. I think we'll see a lot of different drivers maybe try out and say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm currently 12th. We're locked in, but let's go do a qualifying run because qualifying tomorrow is going to be at 2 o'clock, and it's all about gathering, gathering as much data and information as you possibly can. So you mentioned in bump day, and we've, we've seen that happen here in the last few years. Of course, you know, one of the most notable bump days was when James Hinchcliffe got bumped. But uh, we think about bump days, there's only going to be 33 cars. Now, there could be mechanical reasons why a car won't qualify, and then you don't really have a true bump day. But it's the car that gets disqualified, not necessarily the driver. If we see a primetime name, insert name here, get bumped, do we see him still be in the 500 in another car? You know, I mean, as much as drama as that would manufacture and, you know, if it's, is there somebody like a Team Penske car or there's a, um, you know, Marco Andretti, maybe. Uh, but I just don't see that 
happening as as crazy as it would be and and and, and you know you, you you mentioned the qualifying draw today you know it, it does there's a little bit of an advantage i think for a guy like brian hunter going out first marco andretti going out you know marco struggled with speed and then yesterday put up a big time but he had a massive toe i don't think that he's going to be contending for the front two rows but marco you know maybe if he had a middle of the pack type draw he'd be like 23rd or 24th, but I think there is an advantage to a car like that to get, gain a little bit of speed knowing that um, you're going to go out earlier in the run today with, with, with a cooler track than what we'll see later on today. So um, as far as drama being manufactured in the back and a full-time team, you know, it could be a column I lot. Uh, they found a little bit of speed this morning. Um, but, Tom, I think one of the biggest things today is, and we see it every year, and whether we like it or not, there's going to be somebody who ends up putting it on the wall. I mean, Sada was very close yesterday, but there's going to be somebody. Yes, that, right hangs it out on edge, and, 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 and that could be anybody. It could be anybody in this field, and more than likely, you know, they're, if, if, if they can't get a backup car or, or get the car rebuilt and, 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 and you got to come back tomorrow, I mean, yeah, then you could have somebody on the outside looking in at the big name. Uh, so I think, honestly, it really just depends on who keeps it off the wall today. Let's kind of go through some of the drivers and get an idea. Next week, we've got the Field of 33 special uh, that we'll, we'll be going through every car in qualifying order and uh, look at it that way. Uh, but uh, let's talk about the one rookie that we have, and, and I'm going to try to give the a, 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 a old college try on his name, Agustin Captino. Uh, I believe he's from Argentina with Unco uh, uh, Racing. Uncos, Junco, sorry if I'm mispronouncing it, has really been very impressive, uh, especially over the last couple of years. But, you know, I he he was the fastest rookie with what 50, the 50 fastest four lap average uh, uh, yesterday I believe it was in past Friday. So look at our rookie. Obviously he's a rookie, so rookies will be rookies. But what what are your thoughts about him? Yeah, I mean, I mean, really all the rookies have been impressive. Stingray Rob's got some speed. We know that that car last year had Takuma Sada win it. It was super fast uh, two years ago. Um, it was super fast with Pietro Fittipaldi. We know Dale Coyne Racing has a lot of speed. Benjamin Peterson and A.J. Foy Racing, his first Indianapolis 500, he's a rookie. He's shown some big speed. So is his A.J. Foy teammate, Santino Ferrucci. Usually we look at them at the bottom of the speed charts, and they've been super fast, uh, especially compared to Augustine Canapino. Um, you know, he's been, he's been on edge all week, and it's going to be the toughest four laps I think he'll ever put down in his entire racing career. So um, we'll see what happens with him. Um, it'll be interesting to see, um, but Stingray can be super fast. Um, Augustine, we'll see what he can do. Benjamin Peterson, super quick as well. So, um, yeah, there are some drivers that, uh, that are going out today for the first time to lay down probably four of the scariest nerve-wracking laps of their lives. Stingray Bob, love the name. Is that actually his birth-given Christian name, or did he actually change it? Or do you know? I don't know. I don't know. I just, that, we were talking about that, that the other day. Birth-given. That is his birth given name. <laughs> My, uh, mom was like, hey, we get, we're going to put some prophetic uh, wisdom into our kid when he's born. I love it. That's great. Let's talk a little bit about Ray Hall, Letterman, Legeman Racing. Obviously, a great quartet of, of racers out there. Good to see Catherine Leggy back at the track again. First of all, what are your thoughts about her? And the, it, just to see her back at the track at Indy. Obviously, it's, it's been a while. It's been a minute. It's, and um, Enjoyed watching the interview with her yesterday on the big screen. But Catherine Leggy, back at the Indianapolis 500, and, of course, backed up with Christian Lungard, Graham Ray Hall, and Jack Harvey. Jack Harvey did a great job yesterday. Graham is Graham. I like Graham, and personally I'm a fan of Graham. But I, I just – it feels like he just can't 
get out of a slump. I don't know what that slump is. It just it kind of feels like he's there, but he's not there. Does that make sense? Rahel Lutterman, what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're a step behind. And they, you know, they qualified two of their three cars last year on the back row. Um, and Graham wasn't too far behind. And, and, and I've talked to Graham all week, and he said, you know, look, we're it's me, it's the car. It's a mix of all of it. We've got to make things better. Jack Harvey back towards the back. I mean, they had a decent weekend last weekend at the Grand Prix, but this is a whole different beast, a whole different animal. And, you know, they've got to find some speed and get it turned around because there's been a lot of talk that, you know, there's a chance, maybe an outside chance, that those four, that, that last row shootout with the four cars biting for the three spots could all be from the Ray Hall stable. So we'll see if they find anything today. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about Ed Carpenter. Obviously, no no stranger to the P1 award, but still no uh, Indy 500 winner. And then, of course, Renix DK has just, you know, been really fun to watch this year. He had an average of 232.898 uh, ahead of the Andretti Autosports pair, Colton Herta, and uh, another late improver, Kyle Kirkwood. Uh, let's, let's keep our eyes on Kyle Kirkwood because it may not be this year, but it'll be very soon where he will uh, probably get his face on the Warburger. Yeah, I mean, Kirkwood had a great run at Long Beach, um, was was decent at Texas last month. Um, yeah, Andretti Autosport's kind of a mystery to me, right? Like, Devin Lady Francesco could be the guy that you say, oh, and it, he qualified 11. He's in that fast nine shootout. But um, they'll be right there mid-pack. I don't know if they're going to make the big strides. I mean, Marco might have a little bit faster of a time because he goes out early. Um, I don't know what we're going to see out of Colton and Grosjean. You know, Colton struggled last year uh, after qualifying on the front row in 2021. Rojan had a pretty decent Indianapolis 500 for his first go of it last year. But uh, Andretti is a mystery to me. I, I, I'm confident that they're going to be up there. But it, at the end of the day, if they made the top 12, three other four cars made the top 12, I wouldn't be too stunned. Um, but we'll just see what has to happen. I mean, Devlin, Colton, Marco. Those are guys that can be there, as we know. And Kyle Kirkwood coming into his second year with a much faster car than he had last year. Talking with Tony Donahue of the Tony D podcast and burnoutsports.com. And, you know, there's a lot of fans that, and I, and I know this because I work with them. They're fans of going to the track, they're fans of seeing the cars, but they couldn't begin to tell you anything about any of the drivers or how qualifying works. And I had a lot of people come in, hey, what's happening here? What's happening here? So the qualifying format for the Indianapolis 500 is probably one of the most complicated of all motorsports, let's be real. Uh, maybe you can help the novice person understand what is happening over the next two days as they watch qualifying at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Yeah, I mean, look, today everybody's going to go out and at least make one attempt. And when we go to sleep tonight, we know that positions 13 through 30th, those are locked. Those cars will not make another qualifying attempt. If you're 13 through 30th, that's where you will start. If you go to sleep tonight, you're 22nd, you're starting 22nd in Indianapolis 500. Then tomorrow they'll requalify 1 through 12. And then after that session, spots 7 through 12 will be locked. And they'll do the blast row shootout where the four slowest cards in the field that currently sit 31st, 32nd, 33rd, and 34th will go out and have an hour, and it'll be a back row shootout. And whoever is the fastest three of those four makes the Indianapolis 500. Then they'll come back, bring out those top six qualifying drivers again, and they will run for the pole position that will set it up. So those, if you're starting your spots one through six, you will have made three qualifying tips, attempts, bare minimum, uh, to earn those positions, you'll have different lanes and, and, pit, and pit entrance. So um, everybody's going to get one attempt in, in lane one. And then when everybody's made that attempt, you'll have lane one and lane two. If you go into lane one, you get priority access. That'll be the fast track, so to speak, if you know Disney World. And you will give up your time. You will, <laughs> Great you will sacrifice your time. 
Yeah, you'll sacrifice your time. Um, you will take your time that you've already committed to, and you will withdraw your name and be out of the field until your attempt is over. And if you wreck, you will be 34th because you will not have any speed. Now, you can get in lane two, which you will not have priority access to. You'll be able to go out if there's nobody ready to go in lane one. And that's a non-risk, um, that's a non-risk qualifying attempt. You... If, you, if you're sitting 14th and you go out and you put down a 20-second passes time, you will keep your 14th uh, overall speed. So there is some risk in, involved in it. It does allow for, for, for some fan excitement today for, for teams and drivers to be able to go back out and maybe improve on their time without taking that massive risk of, of putting themselves outside of the Indianapolis 500 field. Well, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch, especially what happens today, as you mentioned. Uh, today is as big of a day as any day for all of the drivers as they go out to, to qualify. I, I saw uh, Marco had said that he feels like he has a top nine qualifying car. That would be amazing for Marco and Jordy. Don't, I don't certainly don't want to come down as a Marco hater. I don't. It just he's just been to the dance so many times. He's not been able to. He just there seems to be a dark cloud over Marco and Dreddy at the Indianapolis 500. We feel like it's, you know, and then silly things happen. Like he runs out of gas and just different things, quirky things happen with Marco and Dreddy. Nothing against him personally as a driver, but he, he seems to have this Indy 500 uh, block, if you will. Maybe the track just doesn't like Marco and Dreddy, but he feels like he has a top nine qualifying car. Would you agree or disagree with that? For Marco? Yes, for Marco, sorry. Um, yeah, I mean, look, like I said about Marco earlier in the interview, I mean, I don't think that he has top nine speed. You know, I think yesterday's practice session when he was P2, he had a massive toe, which is worth, you know, about um, eight to ten more mile an hour on, 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 on the back straightaway when you're getting that toe. So that probably wasn't indicative of what the speed inside of that car actually is. Um, so I think that will definitely change. But I think he does benefit from having an early draw. I think your top ten qualifiers today uh, mm-hmm. to make attempts have a little bit of an advantage, maybe a couple tenths of a mile an hour, and that can be worth three or four positions um, today. But, you know, once everybody gets going and, and you get all 34 cars attempted, we'll start seeing a little bit of chaos with people right. going into lane one, two, sacrificing their times trying to improve. Because at the end of the day, I think – it'll go down just like we've seen the last couple of years. You have to qualify inside of those first three rows to have a chance to win this. I mean, those cars that that qualify one through nine are just so dang good. And the only way to beat them is a mistake being made, which is what Scott Dixon did last year, leading to Marcus Erickson's win. Two years ago, Elio Castroneves started eighth. Uh, Again, Marcus Erickson started fourth last year. You go back to Sato's win in 2020. He started third. Pagano started from the pole. Will Power in 18 was on the front row. Um, so, yeah, you have to start in those first three rows, I think, to have a chance to win this race. Well, let's just go uh, through some uh, names real quickly that people probably know. Uh, obviously, Scott Dixon, we, we know how dominant he is here at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. We know that he he's on the verge of getting three straight P1 awards. Scott Dixon, where do you look for him to be at today and tomorrow? Yeah, Scott Dixon will be on the front row. I mean, he's fast. They'll trim that bad boy out. Um, I would be shocked if Scott Dixon was anything lower than top five on the board later on tonight after day one of qualifying. Tony Kanaan, fan favorite. Everybody loves Tony Kanaan. Going back to the 100 days of May, Alex Lowe was at Tony Kanaan's house. I thought this was great. He's like, you've been racing as long as I have been alive. And this is a good story between Tony Kanaan and Alex Lowe where you, you, you need those – 
names like Tony Kanaan, Elio Castaneveras, and those guys. Uh, but, you know, you need the new blood like Alex Pillow. Uh, but Tony Kanaan obviously announced it's going to be his last Indianapolis 500. Uh, we'll see if that actually comes to true, but, you know, at, at the moment. Uh, so how special would it be for Tony Kanaan to win his second Indianapolis 500? And I look for him to be very strong in the field this year. What are your thoughts about TK? Yeah, he, uh, he'll he be fine. He hasn't been the best qualifier over the last couple of Indianapolis 500s, but, you know, usually there's a driver that wins the 500 and there's a driver that had, you know, the best race. And I thought Kanaan had the best race last year, moving himself up to third in that Chip Ganassi car. Um, you know, he, he hasn't had the speed that maybe some of the other Aero McLaren cars like Pato Award have had. Uh, you know, Felix Rosequist is a great qualifier as well. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see. I, I, I think TK will, will, will qualify solidly in the top 15. And, you know, you mentioned his, his experience. He knows what he needs to do um, to get to those last 20 laps and, and have a shootout for the win. So um, I think we're going to be talking about Tony Kanaan on race day next Sunday. We got to talk about Elio. Elio Castaneda is obviously one of the greatest of all time. Uh, no doubt about that. I love him. I'm a big fan of his. I've, I've been a fan of his for so many years. Elio Castaneda, how's he do? Yeah, Elio's. They've just kind of struggled. And they struggled last year, but they both brought home top ten finishes with him and his Indy 500 winning teammate Simon Pagano. Elio, it, it, it's tough to predict. He hasn't been on top of the speed charts. He, he you know, he's always going to be a storyline going for his fifth Indianapolis 500. But when we talk about the actual race car on the track, um, it's been a struggle. It's been a struggle going back to full time racing, starting back to the, 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 you know, the first race in 2022. And, you know, I'm telling you what, it, it's just one of those things that, um, you know, Elio, it, it, as crazy as it is for a four time winner, when it comes to on track competition he's kind of an underdog right now and we'll see if that, that Meyer Shank program can get a turn around and, and have another good Indianapolis 500 again Elio finished top 10 last year won the race in 2021 but 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 outside of the the oval here in Indy the results just haven't been there for him one more driver I've enjoyed watching this year and I'm I'm, I'm you know really like him Christian Lungard uh, I think he's a fun driver to watch and I think he's going to do well in qualifying I think that he will do strong in the Indianapolis 500 a lot of people even say he has a chance to win it. What are your thoughts on Christian Lungard? I mean, that's Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanning, and Racing, and they're so far behind on the speed chart yeah. that I'm really worried about cars not making it. Valid point. You know, as I just mentioned, you know, there's a shot, there is a chance that the four Ray Hall, Letterman, Racing cars could be on, it could be battling for the last three spots in the Indianapolis 500. Like, if this stays clean and green today and nobody wrecks, it could be Lungard, Harvey, Graham Rahal in the back row with Catherine Leg looking in. So, um, yeah, it's I love Christian Lungard. He's great on the road courses. He just hasn't been able to put it together on the ovals, and uh, they're they're way behind the eight ball heading into the day. All right, we're going to time for you to put on your your pick of of the week. Who who is going to be bumped, and uh, who is going to be on P one? Um, I think bumped will be. Pr- I'm going to go with Augustine Canapino. I think he's a driver that, uh, like, something is just off. They're a little on the edge. That team hasn't been the greatest this week. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm a little interested to see um, what exactly happens. So um, it, it'll be interesting to see. I think he'll be the guy on the outside looking in and get bumped. My poll pick is Alex Pillow with Takuma Sato starting second and Marcus nice. Erickson with Scott Dixon starting fourth. So um, I'm pretty sure that those are the top – those top four right there are all from Nasty Racing. So um, I think we're going to see a major sweep here this weekend 
um, of Chip Ganassi Racing drivers. Are you ready to give us a winner yet? You know, I've been saying Takuma Sato since uh, and since he announced that he was going to run Chip Ganassi Racing. Man, I think I think he's a great human being. I love the guy to death. He's super fast. He knows how to get it oh, done yeah. here. It'd be really cool to add another three-time winner to the to the club of of the immortal Indianapolis 500 winners. All right, the Preakness is today. Mage is in the race. Uh, do we do we do we still ride with Mage uh, there, uh, Tony? Well, he won me a bunch uh, on the Derby, so <laughs> he did great, uh, let's, didn't he? <laughs> let's do it again. I love Especially it. if he keeps if he keeps that number eight, um, I definitely want him back in the mix. So uh, we shall see. But we're all about the real. We're all about the other type of horsepower here today at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Absolutely, Tony Donahue. What are you guys working on? I'll, I mean the obvious, but give you a chance to self self promote. <laughs> Yeah, hop into the uh, fan place contest for the Indianapolis 500 qualifying weekend. We've got two hospitality passes to Indy 500 race day for you to use. Uh, it's a really nice. cool performance out in turn three. Uh, so download the fans place now, lock in your picks, uh, and we'll see. We'll just be out here covering it all day, making predictions, having some fun. It'll be great. I'll, I'll meet you out there tomorrow. I'll get you a beer, sir. All right. We'll take care, man. Have a great day. All right, buddy. You too. Tony Donahue of the Tony D Podcast and BurnoutSports.com joins us to see what happens. It's going to be fun to watch the qualifying uh, today, as, as he wrote down. You know, how we're going to what, – what happens today determines what happens tomorrow. Where do you want to go to bed at? As I love his, 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 his thoughts there. Hey, when you go to sleep tonight, you'll know if you'll be 26th or whatever – you know, and, and bump day is we're going to see if we have an exciting bump day. I, of course, we root for drama, maybe a little chaos. We root for a little chaos. Do we want any of the big names out of the race? But it's kind of fun to, to have that. I don't think we'll have that. Um, you know, I, I, I like Kristen Lungard. I know a lot of people like him. But, uh, you know, he does – Tony does make a valid point of that. My name is Tom Marquis, El Presidente. We're going to talk a little NASCAR when we get back. Uh, Steve Wilson at Speedway Digest. Dot com. He's uh, he's uh, under contract doing some stuff, uh, work with um, over at North Wilkesboro. So we're going to kind of run our run our own uh, NASCAR uh, talk here, and then we'll wrap it up and put a, a bow on it. My name is Tom Marquis, El Presidente. 917-889-8516 is our digits. We appreciate Tony Donahue joining us. It's qualifying weekend out at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. If you're anywhere close to Indianapolis Motor Speedway and you've never been there before, get your ass down there. Uh, there's still tickets available. You can get into Carb Day. You can get into uh, Pole Day on Sunday. You can even get into the race. There's, there's tickets available. Do not miss out on the 107th running of the Indianapolis 500. We'll be right back to talk some NASCAR before we have to wrap it up and put a bowl on it. National Guard is a reserve component of the United States Air Force and serves alongside active duty Air Force members in times of a national crisis. In addition, the Air Guard serves the state and local community in a wide range of capacities, 
The reason people join the Air Guard is as diverse as our members and includes such reasons as a deep desire to serve their country, money for college, travel, new job skills, and the pride that goes along with belonging to the greatest military organization in the world. I joined because I felt a calling to serve my country, but I didn't want to be far away from my family, so the Indiana Air National Guard was a perfect fit for me. With over 95 different career opportunities to choose from and 100% paid college tuition to any state-funded college, why not give us a call? Call 1-800-841-3103 or visit online at goang.com to find out more. Again, that's 1-800-841-3103. The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be confusing. Like Swedish techno confusing. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Dance with me, purple cow. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Ooh, you lovely cow. Geico makes it easy. With 24-7 access, all you have to do is go to Geico.com and you can save money on car insurance. It just makes sense. Unlike, you know. Dance with me, purple cow. I like your mood. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be hard. Like early 90s heavy metal hard. I'm yelling and screaming and I'm loud. Roar. Geico makes it easy. You can review and update your policy or report a claim on Geico.com or the Geico mobile app. Because shouldn't we all have a little less stress in our lives? I'm not even upset about anything. Morning face. You get it when you don't sleep well. This is what happened to Linda. Morning, guys. Good morning. Ah, what is that thing? It's me, Linda. Oh, my God, it talks. Run! No, it's me, Linda, from HR. It looks hungry. Save the children. Save them. Stay back. I've got me. No, they're one of my eyes. We're moving. It's called beauty sleep for a reason. And there's never been a better time to get some. Get 20% off IKEA salt and mattresses. IKEA, love your home. Oh, hi. Uh, hey. I've seen on the board, do you guys have Black Rifle coffee here? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. We only carry good small batch coffee here. No. Well, it is great small batch coffee. Well, that really can't be unless it's Fresh roasted, so I don't, you know. Well, it is fresh roasted. I don't, I don't think you know what that means. You know what this is? This is masa lekwa pique, which of course in the Indonesian language, oh, let me finish. In the Indonesian language, it's weasel coffee. You just made that up. No, it's been passed through their digestive tract. That's disgusting. And then it's nature's wet processing. Yeah, but is it good? I mean, it's all right. Are they? Investor philanthropists, do they support good causes? Yeah, tons of causes. Veterans causes and first responder causes, but it doesn't matter because they make good coffee. So that's what I'm wanting. Do you have any? You know what? Actually, I'm, I'm just going to order it. They make it fresh and roasted. Okay. Right. Black Rifle Coffee. It's good. Don't know much about history. Don't know much biology. Don't know much about the science book. Don't know much about the franchise book. But I do know that I love you. 
Mandy. Mandy Pepperidge, well, I haven't seen you since we... Go away. I'm sorry, I can only stay a minute. Let me buy you some lunch. Oh, you've got your lunch. Well, how about some milk? You got your milk, too. Well, can I just massage your thighs while you eat? Do I have to leave? about 10 minutes away from uh, 16th and Georgetown where the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, the famous, world famous, and I mean that quite literally, uh, track is underway. Cars are on the on the track today for qualifying. Yes, guys, yes, I know we're a sports show. We need to spend more time talking about other stuff, right? Hey, we only get the Indianapolis 500 once a year. And uh, so if you've been following this show at all, you know we're big into racing. Uh, so don't worry, though. Don't let your hearts be troubled. I promise you, we have not forgot you. We have not abandoned you. Your shepherd is still keeping you in the flock. 917-889-8516 if you want to join the conversation here. We're going to talk a little bit about NASCAR. Thank you, Tony Donahue of the Tony D Podcast out of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. A uh, place to be today as qualifying begins today. And, uh, you know, we uh, went through really how, how it broke down and how qualifying happens. Tomorrow is poll day. Uh, we'll see who gets that P1 position uh, uh, and who gets bumped. You know, the drama will it will all fold out tomorrow, and, and two days of, of high speeds and qualifying will be underway. We will see who will be the field of 33, and we, that's why we have our show, Field of 33, every Saturday uh, before the race. And we are going to break down all 33 cars tomorrow on the Field of 33. Tony will be joining us. Hopefully, we've got some other people to be joining us, but we're going to break down all 33 cars and where they break, they break down into. Well, normally this would where I would go to Steve Wilson, editor-in-chief of SpeedwayDigest.com, and uh, he we would start our NASCAR segment. Well, this week, he's under contract. He's doing some stuff with the All-Stars, and he'll be back next week, so don't worry. But it is North Wilkesboro Speedway in North Wilkesboro, North Carolina. Boys haven't raced there since 1996, and they are headed back this weekend. And you want to talk about some drama and some fun to watch? Uh, this is it. You like you like to watch short track racing? This is it. This is your race, and it's the All Stars. What a better fitting uh, thing for NASCAR than to do the All Stars out at North Wilkes World. 27 years after the after the last race, and just really. NASCAR abandoned it. The track was abandoned. And if you ever watched Lost, uh, Lost Speedways on Peacock with uh, Dell Jr., great show. And I, I'm, a, I'm a 
buff. I'm a track buff, so I'd love to hear the history about track. But he's lost speedway. So he, th- there was a one of the episodes featured North Wilkesboro, and really kind of broke down that track, what it was, what the history of it is. So watch that. I encourage you to watch that as you get a good understanding. Uh, again, 20, it's been 27 years after the last race. Uh, so how exciting is that to see uh, NASCAR come back to North Wilkesboro for the All-Stars this weekend? The track service was laid in 1981, and tire management will be a key today and tomorrow. Um, and, um, you know, it's just going to be a, just an issue with, with, with the cars. And, uh, of course, the drivers are already talking about the powers, the power the cars have, but are unable to get, you know, halfway through the throttle because of the tires wearing down and grip issues. The tires are going to be a huge issue. Uh, with the all-star race in uh, NASCAR. Uh, so, you know, we've got some qualifying going on. We'll see how that goes. Uh, but, the, I mean, I, I look forward to watching the Pit Stop Challenge. We'll see the Pit Stop Challenge next week at the Carb Day um, at Indianapolis. And uh, so that's fun. But, you know, the the, the highly anticipated Pit Crew Challenge uh Helped kick off in North Wilkesboro. Um, Ty Gibbs and the number 41 Joe Gibbs uh, racing Toyota uh, won the competition to score the pole uh, for Sunday's All-Star Open. Uh, the uh, the truck series is, I believe, qualifying now. Um, best time is, I believe, goes to Daniel Suarez. But let me check that, and I will get back to you on that. <laughs> See, this is where this is where uh, you know uh, Steve Wilson is is great to have have on with us. Well, let's talk a little bit about Kyle Larson. He tops the practice speed uh, at North Wilkesboro. Fun fact: Kyle Larson will be at the Indianapolis 500 next year. We'll be talking about him. Not quite sure if he's doing the double. He might be. That's what the double is. Is it? They they race the Indianapolis 500, get in a helicopter, get plugged in with IVs, and fly out to Charlotte, North Carolina, and jump in a NASCAR and run the NASCAR race. It's only been done a few times. Tony Stewart did it. Kyle Busch did it. Uh, a few other drivers have done it. I think Tony Stewart is the one who did did it the most. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll see. I don't know if he's doing the double yet. I'll have to check on that fact. Fact for he may not race next year at the uh, at Charlotte. Could be wrong. Could be the double. I will I will double check that. But you know the track might be old, but the the, the fastest driver in NASCAR right now uh, is Kyle Larson. You gotta like Kyle Larson, especially in the short track. Hendricks Motorsports driver Kyle Larson, you know, uh, ended up uh, posting the fastest average speed. I, I like Kyle Larson, like his story, uh, and he's just been fun to follow and fun to watch. Um, 109 miles uh, an hour in Friday's 50-minute practice, practice session at the 0.625-mile uh, oval, uh, so in preparation for Sunday night's all-star race. Brad Koloski, also second fastest. Denny Hamlin was third. Uh, so these are all short-track drivers that do get Chris Buescher um, and uh, Brad Koloski's teammate at RFK Racing with fourth. Chase Briscoe rounded up the top five. Briscoe uh, completed the most laps in, in 81 laps. Completing the top ten were Martin Truex Jr., last week's winner, uh, William Byron, Kevin Harvick, Chandler Smith, and Ryan Priest. Obviously, we know Kevin Harvick is on his 
farewell tour, if you will, where he is uh, going to be retiring and going to work in the in the Fox booth. Uh, so he'll be uh, an announcer. We're all drivers and, and athletes go to go to pasture out, right? Uh, we'll see. Uh, and we even we even saw where uh, Matt Ryan's going to go into the booth. He says he's still uh, not retired from the NFL, so maybe he's looking for a gig. But <laughs> I digress. But among the drivers that ran the least t- the li- at least ten consecutive laps, Bryan's had that fastest average lap. And I you like William Byron in a short track type situation. Christopher Bell uh, followed him in on that category as well. So it's going to be an exciting, fun All Star race. I mean, let's let's be real. <laughs> you know, Suarez Busher on the pole uh, for the All Star heats at North Wicksboro. Um, so we'll see what's going to happen with these drivers. Uh, some drivers to take a look at. Ty Gibbs will be on the front row, um, right there with Josh Berry, um, and then um, Gibbs uh, number uh, 54. Of course, he's with Joe Gibbs Racing. Uh, like I mentioned, one of the pit crew and then Josh Berry will be on the lineup. Uh, and so kind of looking at the starting lineup, Ty Gibbs, Josh Berry, Corey LaJoy, Harrison Burton, Justin Haley, Michael McDowell been making a move here recently. Uh, Todd Gilliland, Ryan Priest, you can never rule him out. Eric Oblov, also very good in the short track. AJ, the dinger. The Dinger, one of my favorites, and I, I guarantee you he's going to be a presence. Of course, Ty Dillon, Chandler Smith, uh, Noah Gregson, and J.J. Gregley. Those are all your top uh, starting drivers for the All-Star race. Uh, and we'll be back at it next week for the, um, well, consider it the All-Star break, if, if, there, if there is such a thing as, as an All-Star break. So, again, a lot going on this weekend in, in the world of racing. Uh, the Preakness is going to be uh, it's going to be going on Triple Crown. We're going to throw we're going to throw a little money on the Preakness. Probably a little stay with Maids. Of course, I'm such a high roller. You know, I'm five dollars here, four dollars here. So I'm such a high roller. But I I followed Tony's advice on on the on uh, the Kentucky Derby and uh, won about eighty five bucks on on Mage. So uh, you know, the Kentucky Derby winner Mage will try to add. The second leg of the Triple Crown. When was the last time we said? So I think the last time we had a Triple Crown winner, he got disqualified, I think. I'm, I'm right about that. But I, I could be wrong. I've only been wrong about three times in my life, so it's, it's really hard for me to associate what it's like to be wrong about something. But maybe I am. So we'll see what Mage can do. Um, and as to certainly uh, the Triple Crown is a huge, huge thing. This is step two. Uh, so his first mission was to win the Derby. Did that. And so we'll see. What horses are you going to bet on for today? The 148th Preakness Stakes in Baltimore. I think they even had some rain there. So we'll see if that, that comes into play. The purse is $1.65 million. Uh, post time is 7.01 p.m. on, e- on NBC. No, this is here, Cloudy with a high of 77 degrees. Okay, so here's the morning uh, line odds. Uh, National Treasure, 4-1. Chase, Chaos, 50-1. Mage, 8-5. Coffee uh, coffee with Chris, 20-1. Red Root, 1, 10-1. Uh, Perform, 15-1. Blazing St- uh, Stevens, 6-1. Uh, first Mission has been scratched. Uh, so 
those are some uh, uh, horses to look at, if you will. We'll put some money on that. Uh, yeah, if you want to tweet us at T Bell, so let us know who your pick is. We'll get it up on our on our social media. And uh, again, I encourage you to hit subscribe uh, as we are. Uh, uh, we, we, that way, we'll know how awesome you are. We we know how awesome we are. I mean, we're pretty freaking cool. Where else are you going to get a podcast that just gives you the kind of knowledge and depth of understanding that you're able to get you out? Like I said, I'm on loan from God. That's why they call me El Presidente. <laughs> I love it, guys. I love it. My name's Tom Mark was El Presidente. It's time to wrap it up and put a bowl on it. Make sure you're following us on the world of Twitter. at T-Balance. And on the book of faces, uh, just search the balance and like us. My name's Tom Marquis. Don't drink and drive. Have a great have a great uh, qualifying weekend. Uh, next week is the Field of 33 uh, special, and we'll be back with Tony Donahue and a host of others to break down all 33 cars as they qualify. Don't drink and drive. It isn't cool. I'm out of here. Deuces.